following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. The Nostalgia Funhouse proudly dedicates all episodes in the loving memory of Connie Chirac. So, Johnny, I've, I've been hearing really great things about this Nostalgia Funhouse. It just brings back so many great memories. Andrew, uh, another reason I'm maybe in line with you here is that you really vouched for this show. So, I'm just going to believe you that this is the show that you know I've been wanting, which is just talking about all the fun stuff from our yesteryear and the years before uh, and I really hate anything meta so I'm glad that what we're doing right now is not that oh no definitely what is meta is, isn't that Ron Artessa's new name <laughs> well add world and peace to it sure <laughs> yeah but this is this is great they like last year they were like tearing play sets and Halloween costumes and well they, that sounds cool they get like this weird court recordings from like pop culture courts does anybody care about court cases these ones are kind of cool. They put Scott Kelvin on trial for Santa Claus there. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, you're. That sounds interesting. Yeah, man. You know what's the best part about this is though? Because I hear they always got a really great sponsor. You can check it out right there. They're here. The temple's there. And Nick's put a little something in between them. There's no way around it. The new tougher, meaner monk. Get into it on an all-new season of Legends of the Hidden Temple. Weekdays at 6, 5 Central, only on Nick. Fascinating and fun topic today on the Nostalgia Funhouse. I am one of your hosts. I am Johnny Townsend. I'm joined by my brother from yet another mother, Mr. Andrew Lenz. I am Team Red Jaguar. What about you? Ah, man. You know, so many people say that, but I just like saying blue barracudas because it really oh, yeah. off the tongue. That is, just, it's just a cool name. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. That and then uh, the silver snakes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's too many good names. But there's, yeah, there's a lot of good names. A lot of good teams we could have been on as kids. But we're talking about a certain Nickelodeon. Uh, and I would say it's, and this is, me just being very much of that time but i would say it's it's highlight era of the 90s when especially when it comes to kids game shows especially because you got your double dares of course that's the granddaddy of them all oh yeah then you got uh but i would watch all these shows uh, Derek, uh that one guts legends of the hidden temple all these shows were just right down my alley golden and, era of yeah like i feel the 70s and 80s are like the golden era of like game shows mm-hmm but when it comes to kids' game shows... It's the Nickelodeon in the 90s, yep. Yeah, even little... Yeah, because it started in about the mid to late 80s, but mostly in that 90 area, it hit that stride where Mark Summers, that's the children's version of Alex Trebek. Oh, a million percent, if yeah. You, if you saw Mark Summers doing a show, you were like, yeah, I could just do a show. I could do a whole show just talking about Mark Sum. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, so such a big part of my childhood. But, uh, you know, Andrew, we didn't just come up on this topic on our own, did we? No, we got a message from... Omic! <laughs> from, from, from Nick O, who sent us this and said, Hey, can you guys do Legends of the Hidden Temple? And I said, yeah, we'll do it next month. Well, guess what, Nick? I forgot that there was five Sundays in, in, in April. 
So, We're not good at math or calendars, so sometimes no. it catches up on us. So guess what? You get a you get an early surprise. That's what? right. Early birthday, Christmas, whatever present, whatever, just a gift. You know, sometimes you can just get a gift for no reason. And that's what we're doing here today. We're- so thank. Oh, so that also, uh, real quick, go to our. A Facebook page or our Instagram page. Just look for Nostalgia Funhouse. And if you have an idea for something you would like for us to topic uh, talk about, that's you know nostalgia related, just like uh, there we just you know just like Legends of the Hidden Temple or whatever it is, uh, shoot it our way. Maybe we'll like it and we'll say, hey, we'll add that to our list. Yes, and if you join our Patreon, you oh. can message us that way too and get free exclusive skits. And we will bump you to the top of the list. Gary T, we are working on yours. Uh, so that will be coming up in the next couple of months. That yes. is one. But we personally know Gary T. So, and I feel kind of bad <laughs> that we didn't do it soon. <laughs> I actually but, feel because Gary is awesome. And I'd honestly forgotten he'd asked us to do that. Yes. But so, Gary, we apologize. It's purely because Andrew and I are now in our 40s and our brains don't work near as well as they used to and he uh, would understand that 100 <laughs> percent. yes we but we promise you uh your idea is on our list uh, so but i was to also make it up to him yeah what are we doing to say he has been recording go check out husky heroes and healthy yes. heroines yeah go there check that out there yeah, you go uh, they have a facebook page right uh yes oh it's a group yeah it's a facebook group so go check that out really cool uh and honestly gary just a good dude so uh yeah uh but let's talk about nickelodeon real quick before we get into legends of the hidden temple andrew so in the 80s and early 90s parents were getting really concerned because studies were coming out of how much violence and johnny death johnny yeah yeah, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you probably relate to this. <laughs> you get this. <laughs> My parents were getting upset with how much violence and death was being depicted on television that their kids were watching and being subjected to, or as in Andrew's case, forced to watch, though he thought it was his idea. <laughs> I thought when I was little that Sleeping with the Enemy was a very good movie. Yeah. As one child would, you know, uh, but so, so this kind of really helped Nickelodeon really uh, become huge in the nineties. So they really hits, that's when their golden areas, they they start their Nicktoons in the nineties. Uh, yeah. They start these game shows Snick. in the nineties. Snick is in the nineties. Yeah. I remember Snick. episode all by itself. Yeah. Uh, so you get all these things and it kind of comes together into the golden era of Nickelodeon and sponsors and stuff were taking notice so nickelodeon actually starts making a lot of money because they know kids are watching this and this kind of leads to this era of shows for kids and especially game type shows because they're actually a little cheaper to make you don't you know there's no animation involved and all that kind of stuff but uh nickelodeon also went out of the way to kind of make their shows stand out their game shows. Legends of the Hidden Temple most certainly stands out. It's sort of a combination of uh, Indiana Jones meets... American uh, Gladiators in a way? Yeah, yes. That's that's sort a good the, example. Meets kind of a little bit of a Jeopardy type thing because there is the quiz. There's trivia, yeah. It kind of throws in some history there too. So there is some education involved. Yeah. <laughs> but my, we'll get into it. We'll get yeah. into it. But, but it's funny that you is... mentioned the violence thing because yeah. that was one of the things I wanted to bring up is one of the stories was as I was sitting here, you know, kind of watching it, doing stuff on the computer, and then I heard the story and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. 
You so each episode, there, each episode, there was over like a hundred and something episodes. But each episode, uh, Omek, the head, he's like the big stone head, would give you the legend of the day and kind of what big the whole episode, the big stone head. <laughs> yes. It, oh my goodness! You know what would be better is if we were actually recording this on four twenty and you called him a big stonehead. Oh, uh, we're missing it by one day as of this yeah. recording. Oh man. Oh man. But yeah, big stonehead on four nineteen. Uh, but he. Uh, kind of gives you the legend of the day. It can, be, and it's anything from history. I mean, it, it can be anything, even down to uh, like the most miniscule, miniscule type of. It's it's pretty much just there to give kids a quick history lesson. Pretty is much. basically what it is. So it's broken down into pretty much four parts or four rounds. First round is the moat. That's where all the teams have a chance to advance to round two. So only four teams can advance and the moats like it's always the same. It's always the same basic concept. Get across from one side to the other. Get your teammate across. Yeah. Hit the button Ninja Warrior style and you get to go on. But that's okay if you don't make it even there. You get a consolation prize. Yeah. They gave out (laughs) tuna. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. I I wrote that down. And just to confirmed, I found a list of prizes. Oh God, yes, please. <laughs> One of them is literally that. What's tuna. that brand? Star or something? Tuna. It is Starkist Tuna. Yes, Starkist. It is Starkist Tuna. <laughs> what every kid wants, Starkist. <laughs> and it caught me off my guard because everything's like, you know, you get you get a you get nerds. Okay, that's cool. You get a yeah. you got to be on a game show for you know a couple of minutes, and you get some nerds, or you get what, asked what? quick. Yeah, before you get into this, the one that really blew me away is like they get each level you get to, you get a prize for basically. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is the the noticeable difference between level last. If you don't make the cut in the beginning, you get Starkist Tuna. But if you just made it one past there, you get like freaking NBA Gem for the Sega Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll I'll get into the list. Of, we'll get into the list of prizes yeah. at the end. But round two is your steps of knowledge. That's where Olmec gives you a story. You have to listen to him. I could have probably done this as a kid. As an adult, I'd be like, hey, look at that light over there. Yeah. I don't know if I could do this, but you answer the questions and you move down. And I love it how they narrow it down to just two teams. Like As you go down, you can't go down so far. And then number three is the temple games where you have to earn pendants of life. Which are important for the next round. Yes, and that is the Temple Run. Which is the thing all the kids love, right? The Temple Run is basically this really cool-looking obstacle course with different doors. It can be false doors, and there's, like, guards in there. And if you run into these guards, you got to give up one of your pendants type of thing. And uh, those guards, apparently, to these kids were terrifying. (laughs) There's there's stories uh, of, uh, like, one of the kids said the second this guard came out, she just burst into tears. And to this day, she can't handle anything popping up. At her. They just come out of nowhere. You <laughs> watching it on TV. The apparently, one that- this, apparently, this one kid was scared so much that he puked. <laughs> the, the one that freaks me out the most is when they would put it in the tree. Yes. And did you hear about that tree? Apparently, because it's just a big rubber type thing, and it just kind of holds in all that's anyone that's ever been in there. So all their sweat and stuff would just linger, and they said it smelled something awful <laughs> to be in that thing. I mean, that is the pretty much big thing that you want to get to is the Temple Run. And you can actually get good prizes if you win the Temple Run. Yeah. Yes. So let's talk real quick about... um 
Olmec. Uh, Olmec. So he was voiced by oh, what's D? What's his name? D. Baker Williams. Is that right? You found out D. Bradley he- Baker. D. Bradley Baker. Found out this guy is for you Star Wars fanatics. Oh yeah, he is he- the clone, <laughs> the clone of himself. He is the jingle <laughs> fat of the cartoon Star Wars universe. Yes, and he's done a lot of known voiceover work in cartoons from the Star Wars animated shows to like Phineas and Ferb, like all uh, SpongeBob, like all these these. So he he has he's had a great career, and um, but everything about this show is so is so wild. Like even the host, what's the host name? I'm blanking on his name. Uh, what is it? Craig Fog? Yeah, Craig. That's such a weird name, <laughs> Craig Fog. He is. What's his name? Kurt Fogg. Yes. So Kurt he was, Fogg. he basically, cause they were like, uh, there was like an interview about this show, uh, like a couple of years ago and they're interviewing him. And he said, basically what they did was they found his headshot and they just picked it out and had him read some play by play. And they gave it to him. Thank you. Cause that <laughs> first season, he is like so awkward. Like Chris Farley. Yes. SNL awkward. Yeah. yeah. So you, uh, uh, like if I if I'm him talking to you, be like, so th- we got Johnny here. You you, you yes, draw Johnny. Uh, yes, I like to draw. Yes, you draw you draw pictures. Johnny likes to draw. Everybody, Johnny likes to draw. And we're gonna go yes. <laughs> that's it, it's just so it's it's the first season. It's the epitome of someone trying to learn how to keep things rolling. Yes, but they're not good at it yet, and that's kind of where he's at, especially in that first season. Because I don't know why. I mean, I get it that game shows want to quote unquote get to know the contestants but when it's kids it just makes it really awkward and weird because they're they're also kids and they're kind of being put on a spot to answer these questions and stuff about themselves and it's just you know it's just so weird and strange and some just pure 100 awkwardness involved <laughs> yeah and i think when you think about a game show host asking somebody something about themselves it's easily like I think of Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy because I watched that tons as a kid because of my grandma. Yeah. But it just was so seamless. Like Alex Trebek would be like, oh, so you have an interesting hobby of collecting $5 wrestling DVDs. Yes. Tell me about <laughs> it. And then. Yeah. And then I would tell you about my collection of $5 wrestling DVDs. Yeah. There you go. So that, that's that's how you do it. But those are pros. This guy was learning on the job, basically. And like one of the ones that I saw was like this. Uh, he's this he's interviewing this girl because each team was one boy one girl and they were put together at random by the way they didn't know each other okay i was wondering yeah. that like my whole entire life yeah they were just randomly put together it was always one boy one girl and they're all between ages of like i forgot the age range but it was like a four-year like, age probably like 10 to 14 right somewhere around in there that sounds about right yeah and uh so one of the interviews i saw he's interviewing this girl and he goes and she likes to dance like she does. She lists the different dances she does. And one of them's tap dancing. And then he goes, oh, well, would you do a little tap dance for us right now? And she looks at him and goes, no. <laughs> and it's just awkward. It's so, he doesn't make any, that first, because I watched, I say I probably watched about five episodes each season. Yeah. And that first season, and probably because I was a kid. And this came out in what, 92, 90, came out in 93. So I'm like a probably 11 years old. So yeah. I'm not noticing this. And he's just so awkward. And the first season is just so, 
thrown together. Like yes. they just thought about this show last week. The very first episode literally took 18 hours to film. Did you know that? How? Because they kept having all kinds of mistakes and things were happening, and it took them 18 hours to film that. And this is filmed in, like, cheers, filmed in front of a live studio audience. Yeah, at Universal Studios, which is really funny when you notice that a lot of the prizes are Universal Studios related. Yes. And if you also notice, a lot of teams actually don't win out of 100 and 20-ish episodes, 30-something teams actually won the whole thing. And they purposely made it difficult because uh, they couldn't let that many kids win due to their budget. They didn't have the budget to send all these kids to Vermont. Literally, Vermont vacation was one of the... What if it was like a paddle boat trip? Like, you could stay out on a houseboat? (laughs) That was... Because, like, season one, I could see why they did that. Like, season one, it was like, you're going to... And it was like the Nickelodeon staples. Like, you're going to the Bahamas, space camp. And then all everybody got the, shoes. I know that there's everybody got a pair of some British pair of shoes. Knights were yeah. absolutely amazing. And then all of a sudden, after that first season, because British Knights went out of style and went to Skechers. Yeah. But I could see it like the first two are like Ramada Treasures Island Resort, Wyndham Rose Hall Resort. And then it only took three episodes for somebody to win. And then it's Bahamas Princess Resort. And then all of a sudden, we go in the next episode, they're like, okay, we got to pay for this. Those are. Roseland Ranch, everybody. That's where we're going. And it's funny because then all of a sudden the next couple of ones are all Space Camp. And then episode nine, the Silver Snakes win again. And it's a Ramada Treasures Island Resort. (laughs) There has been back-to-back winners episodes where they won, but it's always a resort. Their budget allowed for eight grand prize wins per season. They didn't want to exceed that. And what's even more fun is if you watch these like i said there's a lot of universal studios related prizes like one of them's like a trip to universal studios but they have to be at universal studios to be on that game show (laughs) there's a lot of fun there so if i could count correctly it looks like in the first season there was 17 grand prize winners oh my gosh so they really going out of the budget then they were really scared and that's out of 40 episodes. Did you know there was a movie? I did. I was going to watch it and I just didn't have time. And then I wasn't quite sure because we were asked to review the game show. Yeah. Not the movie. Yeah. I found the movie looking for the game show and I, I didn't watch it either. I didn't have time, but I was very curious about it. <laughs> I didn't know it existed. I do, I don't even know why they made that it, in a, in a way, like why they did the same thing with, with Dora the Explorer making her live action. I don't know yeah. how you do that. Yeah. But what do you do with this one? I mean, it's basically because you're trying to make films, right? I mean, it's the only thing I can think of. It sounds like a cash grab. Cash grab diss. Oh, yeah. But this we can't song. say for sure because we didn't watch it. But it does sound like that. You yeah. know what? Next uh, next month, our first episode, not before the movie review, we're going to, we, we, we got to watch it. <laughs> okay, we gotta watch it. Just to, I hope to, I hope I, pr- I hope to Olmec. I hope to Olmec is not over an hour like, and a half. <laughs> probably too super old. When did this come out? Like I thought it was like in the two thousand teens, right? Yeah, two thousand and sixteen. Yeah. Oh my goodness, Kurt Fogg is in there. He better be. And I think Olmec is in there somehow. Yeah, it doesn't even a oh, plot. Three siblings vacation in mexico with their parents who allow that who just allow them to visit the hidden temple theme park on their own work kurt fogg now works as a tour guide 
So it's not even a temple? <laughs> it's a theme park. Yeah. Kids are welcome inside the temple. All mad. Maybe they do finally go into the temple after a theme park, but it sounds like the standard, oh my goodness, these kids don't want to be on vacation with their parents, even though it's vacationing in Mexico. And all of a sudden they get to a theme park, probably Kurt Fogg says some crazy things about an actual temple, and then they get lost in it. There you go. That's pretty much what it sounds like. I don't want to read too much into it. There's I a look- temple guards. No, thank you. I'd like to go to sleep that night. So I looked up uh, Kirk Fogg's what else he's been in because he's known as an actor. And this is no disrespect meant toward this man because I think he did eventually get pretty good. He did. He, in season two and three, two and three, he did come a lot. Yeah, he really improved. So here's an official website for him. But he's in a movie. Uh, let me know when you've heard of these. Uh, Distortion, which could be anything. It could literally could, like you can make you can tell me any premise, and I would say, yeah, that makes sense for the name of this. Uh, Alien Space Avenger. No, that sounds like a trauma movie. Smoke and Lightning, no. and of course, any day now. No, but he's most known for Legends of the Hidden Temple. I did find his website, and he is available for appearances. As he should be, man. And then in his gallery is not the Legends of the Hidden Temple stuff. Well, yeah. You got to give the people what they want. <laughs> well, he, there he is, Mr. Oh, he's been uh, in several off-Broadway plays as well. 1992, he won the Steven Spielberg Ambient Chesterfield Writing writing fellow, Fellowship. I don't know what he wrote, but... Well... This guy, I have a feeling he's like below like a steve from blues clues yeah where we just gonna know him from one thing for the rest of his life where steve from blues clues i feel like he can ride that oh yeah remember kurt fogg i mean heck when he came back just uh that one time like the internet blew up right because he just came back out of nowhere but uh kurt fogg i feel like he's like that guy like maybe like in a bar you see him outside and you're like hey it's kurt fogg he's like yeah i did legends in the temple yeah, yeah. See anybody other stuff? No, no. Uh, and also, this show won a Cable Ace Award. I can just, which, which makes sense for, uh, of course, for game show, best game show special or series is what it won it for. Did you also notice during the change to, like I said, from season one to two, it's pretty impressive in what yes. we do. Uh, contestants now wear jeans in season two and three. Yeah, get a more casual sure. look compared yeah. to sweatpants yeah I which like, i don't understand give me sweatpants any day you would think i was thinking that too like even, if you're gonna have them doing all that stuff like it, yeah, okay. it, it feels kind of backwards in a way yeah <laughs> like i was thinking about that like once you want them in sweatpants and i was more on the line where you were in the beginning where like sweatpants are comfy yeah but if you're gonna be doing all that stuff then that's it and then season two and then season two is where they also introduce the map i noticed Oh yeah, where yes. it shows you how we wiggle through, and then the POV, yeah, through the temple. Before it was just like it's in the room, go get it. Yeah, it's in this room. Yes, and I notice All Mac does take over a little bit more of the show. Like, oh yeah, he does yeah. a lot more talking throughout everything. But well, that the- guy was actually there on set. You know that, right? Like he was actually there behind the head doing that voiceover he really was and he would actually come out and watch the show after when he wasn't talking (laughs) i could see that because you gotta time that pretty well 
Yeah. Because he sort of interacts too. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. But that's why. Uh, that's pretty impressive what? to me. But, you know, as a kid watching this, Andrew, I kept thinking, man, I want to. I want to do I all this stuff. It looks so fun. But I bet in reality, I wouldn't get past that first round. I'll be stuck with a daggum lifetime supply of tuna. <laughs> Which isn't, as an adult, I'm thinking, isn't that bad? <laughs> yes, but if you're a kid, oh, if you're a kid, that's not, you don't want a lifetime supply of tuna. So you talked about violence and stuff in the beginning. Yes. And I believe, I forgot, oh man. It's in the first episode. Blackbeard's treasure is the story where it talks about him cutting off uh, his his crew's ears and feeding it to him, and then shoot- oh, the story of Blackbeard has no violence in it whatsoever. Andrew, I don't know what you're getting at here. Other one too, where we're talking about violence is Wild Bill Hitchcock and the Dead Man's <laughs> Hand, where they blatantly say this man got shot from behind playing <laughs> poker. So literally, literally, by the way, literally Blackbeard's life, uh, he would he would legit put like a candle. He would light his beard on fire, basically, to make it look cool in battle. And he was killed by being beheaded. And they and he was such a force uh, and it was such a big deal to take Blackbeard out that they like displayed his head on the front of their ship <laughs> after they killed him. So, <laughs> happy kids show. <laughs> Which all for Andrew, this is all just pure kid stuff. <laughs> it is. I mean, then you get into some other ones that make a little bit more sense, like John Henry's Lost Hammer. Yeah. Trojan Horse. All this stuff like that. It's all pretty mild. But that was the one that I was like, wow, are we really going to go that route? And the minute you talked about violence, I was like, mm, yeah. <laughs> But you didn't see it. They just told you about it in fairness. Yeah. And that, I noticed that was inconsistent too. Sometimes they would just tell you the story. And then yeah. sometimes they would show you like a little like dramatization of it. And sometimes they would just show you the character. Yeah. And then that was it. So that was like the only inconsistent thing that I saw on all of this. And also I will say that that last, the, the actual temple run is really hard. It's very difficult. And the fact that anybody wanted is impressive because uh, like there's like we said there's guards pretty much hidden randomly yeah there are some uh, doors that are not like that are like false doors kind of like a maze in a way where if you go the wrong way it's a dead end type situation you got to go back and you got to solve puzzles you got to solve puzzles and if you didn't get very many of the discs that you needed sometimes like just getting caught once in that game over i loved it when they were like you get half of a pendant. You guys are going in there with one and a half pendant. But don't worry. Somewhere in there is the other half of the pendant. Yeah, we've hidden oh. the other pendant in there. Somewhere. I want to get that prize and go. Yeah. That's all I want to do. That's that's my just give me thing. like just give me the NBA jam for the Sega Genesis and I'll be out of your hair. Do you think this show also, as I'm watching this, helped Survivor? As, there is as yeah. we got older. Yeah. I noticed like, a lot of people my age were like getting into Survivor. And do you, you know that show's like on season thirty something or something yeah. like. That? <laughs> it's insane. I think everybody's gone into some type of like Survivor kick for at least a couple of years. Yeah, I'd never. I couldn't. I personally, it's not for me. But I watched it when Johnny Morrison was on it. The uh, Nitro himself. Yes, 
I, Man, you know how we were just talking about the panel discussion. Shout out to Mother Show. Yeah. Uh, we may or may not mention him on our new episode. So it's, it's weird that you keep doing this to me, Andrew. Because <laughs> he just recently was in, there was like a, a, a creator type boxing event and he was in it and he knocked somebody out like recently. Yeah, he's super athlete. Yeah. But Nitro was Nitro was in it. Um former head coach Jimmy Johnson. Like those are the ones that I watch. If I see some athlete, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm watching this. But it's always the weird person who wins, right? Yeah. It's always I notice the person that kind of flies underneath the radar. Yeah. That's, that's what you gotta why, do. That's why I stopped watching it because there was always that one person that they complained about constantly. And if I you're good, want to get if rid they of know, the strongest. Yeah. If you know somebody's good, you gotta get them out of there because they could win. Yeah. And it's yeah. always like the one person's like, I collect, I collect firewood and they collect like three stick, yeah. week, but they collect firewood. And that's the person that like just kind of sneaks by, sneaks. And then by. it's going to get old because everybody knows that's the strategy. So everybody's just collecting three pieces of firewood at some point. <laughs> They're all freezing. Next thing yeah. you know, just medics are getting called in every five seconds. <laughs> but that's what, that's the minute I went to. The minute I watched this was even if you look how good old Kurt is dressed. Yeah. It looks like Jeff Probes was like, what? Yes. Where? Yeah. What could I wear? He he stole Kurt Fogg. Kurt Fogg, you need to call up Jeff Probes and be like, hey, that's mine. Yeah. I was. I was. I did that. I did that. Did Jeff Probes ever come in coming down off of a come from the rafters? Sting style. Oh, the velociraptors. (laughs) That's a dinosaur in the ceiling. Did he ever do that? No. Jeff Probst no. just walked up or he was standing there. This man came down from the studio. Yeah. You know, just repelling down for our absolute child amazement. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like you said, like crowsting before him. Yes. Oh, that was the other thing too. talking about the moat is the moat got really foggy. Yes, it they, did. It got really cart foggy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what he said. Maybe that was like his staple. <laughs> it's Kurt Fogg's fog. Yeah. Or his office max, whatever you want to. And the, but the one thing and then the intro I noticed has some uh Pee-wee's Playhouse vibes to it. Yes. <laughs> like you go yes. into the jungle. Yes. This doesn't get to the Pee-wee's Playhouse. But <laughs> I I still kinda I still enjoyed this. I yeah, it's still very fun. A good nostalgia. It's sick there watching this. Yeah, uh, like other than the wacky <clears throat> prizes, which I'm about to go through, but and then his just absolute awkwardness. His first season is just yes, absolutely terrible. But so, it's a fun watch, and it's not, and it doesn't overstay its welcome. Uh, no. But it's in that same line of those type of shows. That's why Nickelodeon game shows in that era were the best because they were more than just trivia. There were all kinds of stuff added on top of that. Like you'd have to do all these fun things. I was a big guts guy too. I don't know if you ever watched guts, but oh, I, I love guts. That. And uh, what was it? There's one more that I'm blanking on that was on there that I watch all the time. Where they have to run up the mountain. That's guts. Oh, that is guts, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The aggro crag. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's so, like when a plumber bends down and he's really mad that his butt crack show. <laughs> the so, aggro crack. <laughs> I'm gonna read the one. So episode five. Is the one where they're like, hey, uh, Starkiss Tuna, you need some of this. Then you could also get some Laguna Sportswear and Eat My Dust CD-ROM from Sierra. So that is, if you don't, the consolation to get to the steps of knowledge. Consolation for getting 
to the Temple Games, but not is you get Pocky and Rocky, right? SNES and BK Ratchet Tech. Mm. It's a lot of video games. The other thing I love too was you got a lot, there's a lot of Disney movies, like straight to video Disney movies, like Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Yeah, Lion King, one and a half. <laughs> I remember that one. That's Hunch. actually really good. I do recommend Lion King, one and a half. This has got to be. Did you ever see Lion King, one and a half? No. It's basically goes back through the first Lion King movie, but told through the eyes of Timon and Pumbaa. I think I would watch that. It's pretty great. I'm not going to lie. I always thought it was something else. This has got to be the worst prize I've seen so far, just because Is I, it worse than tuna. <laughs> I, I would take tuna. They gave out tuna twice, like a bunch of times. <laughs> you can't have enough tuna. They're giving out tuna constantly on this show. Yes. I don't know because in the second season, though, they started doing like uh, Boy- they started doing like Chef Boyardee would give you like a $50 savings bond. Yeah. So I don't know if they started doing that, but uh, Spider-Man and X-Men Arcade's Revenge for Sega Genesis. That is a torture within itself. Yes. But if you're a kid, all you hear is the word Spider-Man and you're like, all right. And video yeah. game. But a lot of just. It's again Tuda. I've never do did do kids uh, legit question because I know I didn't as a kid. Do kids just clamor for tuna? Is this something that kids no, love? This was like, <laughs> I ate tuna because that's what my mom made for me. Yes, that was. I wasn't like, hey, mom, can I get a tuna sandwich? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's some kids that just really do love tuna. I, I, that's. I mean, I just beg. That's obvious, but I'm fairly certain I've never once heard or remember any kid ever just begging their parents for tuna i the other thing too is i love how great if you've ever seen it where they give out a duncan yo-yo yes yes and how great they make it sound always oh, sounds so cool like i'm like yes i want it's just a yo-yo at the end of the day <laughs> you remember skip it i think it's what it was called yeah where you put it on your leg and then it yeah yeah it and it's I don't know why it makes me think sort of like a yo-yo you put on your leg in a way. You got moon shoes? I remember moon shoes. I think I talked about this before because I always like, I want those. Maybe they'd help me dunk a basketball, but I don't think that's how that works. (laughs) And then Koosh, Kooshlings. Oh yeah. Kooshlings were these little weird creature type things. I think if I'm thinking correctly. Yeah. And when I was watching it, like I caught out of the corner of my eye, I'm like, is that Tia and Tamara? And it was Tia and Tamara. They would do that a lot of that because there's one that has Topanga from Boy Meets World on it. Do you want to Awa Radical Headphone Stereos? That sounds neat. I don't know what it is, but it sounds cool. Hush Puppies Footwear. Yeah, I remember Hush Puppies stuff. Yeah, I saw they gave out a VCR, which I got really excited for, and then I realized how obsolete of technology that. (laughs) I was watching uh, old episodes of uh, that. Show called Comic Book Men. Do you remember it? It was yeah. on AMC. It was the Kevin Smith's comic book shop, and they did like a, a show around it. And this one guy came in trying to sell his Star Wars trilogy on laser disc. <laughs> somebody grabbed that. Somebody you, you know somebody grabbed that. Oh, yeah, they had to. So some of the big ones is you got a prize just for entering the temple and also grabbing the artifact. And that's like most of the time it was just a camera or the, the single Odeon. The karaoke, the karaoke players were like huge and i think now you can buy them like 20 bucks or you could just do it off of youtube i remember at one point uh, me and my sister really wanted one for christmas 
a karaoke machine and we got one and we had it for a long time just singing into that thing like we could carry a tune <laughs> Here's a lot one. of lion king songs <laughs> uh how would you like a magnavox portable cd player i would like one very much please and this is season one this is 1993 and they're oh, just the one of the ones i remember so uh of course i was really into music uh, and i remember really wanting uh, one of these CD players when CDs were becoming huge, but then they got the ones that had the no skip technology, Andrew, where they could take where you could kind of jostle them a little bit and they wouldn't skip from that. And I wanted one of those so bad, but they were so expensive and I never got one. Mine skipped all the time. <laughs> did you ever see that episode of the Goldbergs with that? Yes, I've seen a lot of Goldbergs. I'm pretty they sure did I have. Portable, and it's like every five seconds it skips. He's like, I don't understand why it keeps on skipping. I didn't even touch it this time. And it's the old, like, big brick one that didn't yes. have it. Yeah, yeah. My brother had one of those. He got it for Christmas one year, and it was pretty. It was pretty entertaining because you had to, like, you said, leave it in one spot. Yeah. Magnavox portable boombox. Oh, that sounds cool. A Citizen Supermatrix LCD color TV and video monitor. Sign me up. A lot of this stuff is. Why would you want a Geo Safari by educational site? Why wouldn't you? It's either that or Tuna. I noticed there's so many cameras. Wow, we're getting into the space age. Compton's Interactive Encyclopedia for Windows. Lucky. <laughs> yeah, all modern giant books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think my aunt got us some. Like when I was little, so it was from like 82. Yeah. I was still using those and like I, 92 or so. We had the whole set because this is back when people would actually go door to door trying to sell them. And this guy actually, I just have this vague memory of this guy selling them and my dad buying them because he thought it would really help me and my sister in school. Uh, Cause this is before we had a computer, obviously. Mm -hmm. And in fairness, I use those things quite a lot in school for school. So I'm still at the age where I remember sometimes when my mom would actually drop me off at the library. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, as a kid, honestly, I was a big book nerd. I loved the library. I even volunteered as a kid yeah. at the library. I knew the Dewey Decimal System front and back. Uh, I was, uh, I really loved the, uh, any book about space or, uh, there's all these books that would like to draw 50 different things. And that's how I would learn to draw like different cars and trucks and stuff like that. Were you at the library because of the love of it? Or were you thinking that there was going to be a ghost in there, like in Ghostbusters? Honestly, it was for the love of it. I wish I was cool to think there was ghosts in there, but that wasn't it. Here you go, Johnny. You could have got yourself a Sano digital anti-shock horrible CD player with headphones. Oh, that would like, that would have been that, that would have become been one of the amazing. Yeah, I would have loved that uh, humongously. I had honestly, this is recent. I have so many CDs, and I was trying to go through them, but I had to find a. I had to go to different places just to find an actual CD player, just a CD player. They're like way in the back. I noticed at Walmart. Oh yeah, yep. And I remember when you, if you had like when the disc changers came out for your stereo, if you had like oh, a yeah, five yeah. disc one. But some of these prizes are just the same over. You want Jungle the Jungle on VHS? Oh, <laughs> yes. I saw that. I was like, that's Johnny all the way. Yep. Return of Jafar. Oh, now we're talking. I definitely have seen that. I remember seeing this, but I can't remember exactly what it does. Is the art or 2XL robot cassette player. 2XL is like just a larger cassette player? It's It was like a robot because it's by Tiger. 
you know how Tiger ruled the nineties. Oh yeah. Great electronics. Oh, it's a talking interactive robot that plays cassettes. Oh, sort of like a Teddy uh, Russ. Uh, was that Teddy Russ? Yeah, yeah it, but that. it's a robot. Yeah, I love that thing. I I had that. I took it everywhere. My mom yelled at it when our house got robbed because she said you talk all damn day, but yet you can't say who robbed our house. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta blame somebody. You might as well blame the bear. <laughs> yeah. I play with that thing constantly. Like I would just be sitting there playing with toys and there's Teddy talking about it, telling me a story. Oh, you get a super soaker. They stop. It looks like they stopped giving out tuna after the first season. And then they moved on to like super soakers, shoes. Okay. If you're a kid and you're in the episode, the last episode of which they give out tuna and you get tuna. And then you find out that then the very next episode, the kid got a super soaker. (laughs) Living, I would be so mad because as a kid, super circles were really freaking cool. <laughs> what is a squad? Squad by Rosart. Rose First of all, it's Rosart. Oh, Rosart had the best things. You sure? I hate Rosart. Oh, I'm being incredibly sarcastic, Andrew. Okay, thank. But you. I had a lot of stuff from Rosart. They had they were the second grade, the second grade Crayola crayons. Yeah. Uh, they also had the they had. One of my favorite memories, though, is they would also quote put out quote unquote board games, and they they did a Ninja Turtle board game that Trevor and Derek had, and we would play it all the time. And it's not good; it's not a good board game, but it was Ninja Turtles, so of course we loved it. <laughs> I just remember we did this thing at one of the places that I worked at. It was called the War Room, which kind of made me think of the X Men. Yeah, so I was all about it. That I realized I had to do thinking and do work in there. And well, that's the worst. Boss, my boss was like, I got crayons, you know. He's like, I want to make it like a creative space. And I got crayons. I was like, Did you get Crayola? And he's like, No, I just bought these Rose Art ones. I said, They're not going to work. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, Dude, they're crayons. And this is before he had a kid. So now he knows. And I helped that. That kid, I helped out his kid. I helped that kid should kid. be sending you a message saying thank you. Yeah, thank you for setting my parents straight on what a good crayon is. And I said it's got to be Crayola or just don't buy it at all. Yeah, and he's like I don't see the point. And I was like, I'm telling you, there's a major difference. Very first meeting, he remembered it, and he was like, "Give me one of those rose art crayons. I'm writing. I'm writing some type of note." And that thing did not go at all. And it just, you know, how it just kind of like spews out like shrapnel chunks to the side <laughs> yes. that's all it did and i looked at him and i said next time get a crayola yeah. i said yeah. i had to learn this the hard way from my children and everything else get crayola because there's yeah. nothing worse than when you get your kid a coloring book and some crayons and they can't color in that coloring book because the crayons absolutely suck so yes yes i'm sorry but rosa if you want to sponsor us i will love the second Rosar says they'll sponsor us, I will just kiss their Crayola, their Crayola hating butt so much, and we'll just talk so much trash about Crayola. Yeah, but until then, Rosar is a terrible crap. Yeah, but also a terrible Ninja Turtle board game that was still fun. Still want to see this. <laughs> oh yeah, you can look it up. <laughs> I always got so into talking about bagging on Rosar that I was like, hey. I have very distinct memories of that Ninja Turtle board game from Rose Art. Oh my goodness. Did you did you find it? <laughs> yeah. Is this okay, I thought maybe this was the one that the nerd did. Oh, I don't know. 
No, I know he did some uh, board games. Or the nerd didn't do it. James Rolfe. I'm sorry, board game. Yeah. Why is that? What did you got to do? Like match? Like land on the spot? <laughs> That's a great question. What is that? That's the greatest question. The best way to describe this is, as I looked at the box, the box is very colorful, a little bit. I don't know how you can make cartoony. First of all, you guys should have known when it said no reading required. That's why we wanted to play it. <laughs> but then you open it up and there's just a spinner with four different colors. And then each thing gets a board and it's got each board each ninja turtle has its own board but on there is their weapons yeah slices of pizza mm-hmm. donatello has shredder michael yep. has a foot shoulder so, uh, soldier i got soldier. you i got your back <laughs> leonardo has rock study and Raphael has bebop and if you look at the board it's just pizza and it looks like fighting because it's a cloud with a whole bunch of weapons sticking out of it yeah basically it's a it's a roll and move game you're just going down a path and what you land on whatever happens to you happens is the gist of it but this game actually goes for like 40 bucks now and it's i promise you it's it's not worth that i'm looking at it it's like 30 dollars it's not worth that i promise you i guarantee you back when we got or back when chairman Derek got it it, it could have been more than 10 bucks so this would be a moat prize for legends of the hidden temple yes yes but uh kid me would have loved that yeah the other thing I wanted to bring up too, talking about this, is did you did you watch the revival? No, no, I did not. There was a revival, and I got really excited because once again, I think when you talk about nostalgia things, you want to share it with a younger generation. Yeah. Well, the people at CW were like, "No, we're going to make Legends of the Hidden Temple, but we're going to make it for adults." And the oh, minute God. I heard that, I was like, "I am done." I don't, yeah. I don't want to deal with it. Why do they do this? Yes. CW just likes to take things and say, hey, let's make it dark. <laughs> That's, I just described CW for you. So, okay, let's do this. It could be fun, but we're going to make it dark instead. I'm saying that as a person who has liked some CW stuff, but that is their thing they will do. Supernatural, by the way. First five seasons of Supernatural, one of the best TV shows ever. I think I only watched Arrow. And then it just became a repeating thing. Yeah. Arrow was good the first couple of seasons too. Yeah. And Flash, Flash is also good a couple of seasons. I didn't watch Flash. I used to watch, what is it? DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Oh yeah. That one was good for a couple of seasons, but then my favorite character was knocked out. So who is oh. Captain? I'm a Captain Cold guy. Okay. Oh yeah. That's right. He went down. Yeah. Big into Firestorm when I was a kid. So yeah. I Captain Cold is, uh, this is, we're talking more comic books than I do on my comic book show. <laughs> But uh, uh, Captain Cold uh, has is just a fascinating character that I highly recommend people looking into. I remember thinking that was Mr. Freeze on the old superpowers. Yeah. Show. Yeah. It's Captain Cold. Two different people. Yeah. I was very disappointed. But so basic format remains the same. But in the revival, tell me, definitely this is not what we want. Each show lasts an hour. Nope. Features four teams of adult with same gender teams allowed whatever it is what it is confessionals occur during the first three rounds confessionals what yeah, do you think that was... <laughs> hey. i wish they would have done that during the original have these kids give confessionals yeah. about the other kid uh, you know just be a lot of the boys who were like you know teaming with a girl yeah it would have been if they know if they were like all of a sudden they brought in one of them that just did like didn't pass the moat and they're like 
my parents brought me here. I thought this was going to be a lot of fun. And now I just get to walk home with tuna. Yes. What am I going to do with tuna? What am I going to do? And somebody just like grabs them off screen. Uh, Are they fun. giving away prizes on this new adult one? Is tuna one of the prizes? I don't know. Oh, it's money. Nobody wants money. Uh, the first three teams across the moat advance to the steps of knowledge. The episodes feature a legend now told, uh, told more extensively in separate parts before each round. I don't like that. There are make up an hour. Yeah. There are two temple games, each played for a full pendant and with both teammates playing. Yeah. It's time challenge with the winner of the steps of knowledge, having a choice, which team goes first. That's stupid. All mass asks a single tie breaking question for the final pendant. If they get top. This is stupid. Almac uh, reveals the location of the artifact before the temple run instead of the steps of knowledge. The temple consists of 11 rooms instead of 12, and the rooms are much larger than the original. Temple guards often appear after the contestant finishes the room objective instead of right away when the player enters the room. Oh, that's even worse. This, that sounds, just... this sounds awful. <laughs> So, like, at least when you enter a room, they came out. Like, this is like, oh, man, I'm about to go down these stairs. No, you're not. (laughs) Teams have four minutes rather than three minutes to complete the temple run in a redesigned temple. The winner, the winning team receives $2,500 just for entering the temple, which increases, increases, I can't even talk today, to $10,000 if they reach the artifact and $25,000 if they exit the temple before time expires. Yeah, I should have stayed for kids exactly yeah that is the revival i think it only lasted like two two or three seasons i don't even remember it so that tells you it yeah i don't want to deal with that i'm sorry (laughs) it's something that i want my kids to get excited for so why would i want to watch adults do it when i can just watch like i mentioned before uh the adult legends of the hidden temple survivor yeah which is all yeah Instead, just go and watch uh, old episodes of this or Nick Arcade, and you'll be happy. Oh, I just saw a thing. It was uh, talking about what it is. Uh, Writing for Entertainment Weekly, A.J. Jacobs listed Letters to Temples among a series of, uh, like, imitations of American gladiators described as, as gladiators meets young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Where if yeah. you like Young Indiana Chronicles, go check out our YouTube page because Johnny sent me a couple of packs. <laughs> and I did open up a cheap plug there. But that is that is Legends of the Hidden Temple. So pretty much, I think the best way to review this is let's do, what, what do you think, Pendants of Life? Yeah, you got to do Pendants of Life. Yeah. <sighs> Out of five, what do you give Legends of the Hidden Temple? Yeah. I'm going to go two different ages. Young okay. Andrew. Young Andrew Five out of five. I like this all, all day long. Okay, yeah. golden era. Like once again, going to wrestling reference. Like pillars of AEW. This is a pillar of Nickelodeon game shows. Yes, adult Andrew. I only give it four because I I am in complete agreement on everything you just said. Young okay. Johnny, five all the way. Me now, four out of five. Still really like it. Still a lot of nostalgia watching this. But and actually, actually get even more enjoyment just out of the prices given. Yes, that that the thinking that there is a point in my life other than tuna, I would have wanted that prize. Yeah, 
Yes. And the same. only other thing that loses it too is I would never watch the first season because yeah, you can tell us trying to get its legs there. Yeah. The awkwardness of Kurt Fogg is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I can't I can't get by because all I can think about is Chris Farley going like skateboarding, huh? <laughs> That's cool. Do 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 you remember when yeah. you were in Legends of the of the Hidden of the Hidden Temple? <laughs> remember when you were uh, at the moat and you had to get across it? That was cool. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but that is the only reason but it's still so good i see yeah. I, I, it's something that you could just throw on yeah right now get your nostalgia memory back or if you have kids i think it's a good yeah. thing for that you can have them watch maybe it's something you connect other over the, other than the blackbeard episode if you're worried really, yes. or the or the dead man's hand episode but that's i don't see anything wrong with it i don't either i recommend it uh it's just a fun going back and watching it. So uh, again, uh, join us on our social media. Send us a message. If you got an idea for a show for a topic for us to cover, uh, who knows? We may cover it like we did today with legends of the hidden temple. Yes. And once again, thank you, Nick O for sending us a message on Facebook for that. Uh, you did all of our social medias, right? I think we already covered it. Yeah. We've yeah. already mentioned them. No yeah, need to Patreon, do it YouTube, Facebook. Yeah. That's I'll get a shirt. Oh yeah. Uh, merch, merch. description down below and what if you buy if you buy one shirt we are so close to being able to afford the ghost of mr chicken for both of us <laughs> or whatever our new goals too is send us to go see the super mario brother movie because it seems like johnny and i are the only two people who haven't went and seen it yeah. who haven't gone to see it <laughs> i already know everything that happens to it by now i already know everything but i still want to see it pretty bad <laughs> yeah i've i've watched all this stuff I have too. Yeah. I've even watched all the, you know, they always put the YouTube videos of these movies. It's like all the Easter eggs. Yeah. I've already, I've already watched those. <laughs> I couldn't help myself, man. I love Mario. <laughs> so, so bad. But that, I think that is, that is it. And with that being said, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. And join us again for Legends of the Nostalgia Funhouse. Andrew, I, you told me that you were just, just scrolling through Instagram and you were just getting really bored. I, you know what I was? It's just that simple scrolling. Didn't really have anything to do. So just scroll, 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 scroll all the way through. And then, I don't know, something just hit me that I just want to know more interesting facts about history in world history and history in America. But I just don't know where to find fun, interesting facts about it. Andrew, you are in such luck because I just discovered this new Instagram page and it what? is called The Amazing History with Harold. So make sure you go check that out on Instagram. Uh, this guy, Harold Peebles, is like a historian, apparently, and he will post uh, just these great he'll take one thing like the first one that he did was about george washington and he'll just tell you all these amazing obviously completely true not made up whatsoever for comedic purposes facts about these different things in history uh american history or just a, hist a world history pop culture history oh, man it's a fun follow andrew so i encourage you to go to the amazing history with harold Check it out wherever you get your Instagrams. That is so awesome. 
Now I can learn fun, interesting facts while scrolling through Instagram. I can't thank you enough, Johnny. You're welcome. And make sure what you tell your friends about this and you'll be the smartest kid at the ball when you bring up these amazing facts about our history.